You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate radio show, recording live here in downtown Batuta. You're joined by myself, Clancy Overall, and again, uh, of course, Errol Parker, editor-at-large. How are you, Errol? Good, mate. Cracking day here in the Diamond Tana. It's a great day. Everything's starting to open up again. We've uh, defeated coronavirus in Australia. Won't see any more of that. Uh, it's all done. So long as we can uh, keep the baggage uh-huh. handlers in North Sydney isolated, I think yep. we'll be good. I, I refuse to believe it even existed, mate. It never never made its way out here to the mighty Diamond Tana. So, you know, if you can't see it, it's not real. It's true. <laughs> Just like Chernobyl. Yep. Just like the Chernobyl uh, meltdown. But with the new uh, opening up of the economy, we're being treated to some of the... The fruits of yesteryear. The, the fruits of yesteryear. Some of the things that we, we, we spent a year without. Uh, one of those is live music. And uh, today's guest has been uh, treating us to live music for, uh, I'd say, a decade now. You reckon? Yeah, one or two. <laughs> one or two decades. <laughs> Maybe Ian even Moss. three. Ian Moss, thank you for joining us. Uh, hi, guys. Now, can you tell us, this is, you're about to launch again. Uh, we've got a nationwide tour. Borders are all open. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, well, for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is this is a retake. Yeah, it's, uh, well, there's a couple of things going on. But but for me, it's a Matchbook 30. Yep. Which was actually, even this time last year when it got all put back because of covid was already Matchbook 31, so it was really Matchbook 32. Yeah. Uh, solo acoustic uh, for the next couple of months. Yeah. Uh, mainly regional, but then uh, you know, I'll do a few, sort of, going to give the recital halls in, yeah. in each of those kind of venues a bit of a crack in, yeah. in June. The solo acoustic as well. How does it sound in in those kind of old halls with you, with what you're doing? With the, I mean, I know you've, you've played in every kind of venue over the years, um, and you've played with very, very loud guitars and, and um, you know, pub rock bands. But now yeah. with the acoustic stuff, how, how does it sound? Generally, most, most of the time, pretty amazing. Mm. Uh, most of those rooms and the theatres, in fact, I'm, you know, the acoustic tours, and it, it, I'm trying to stick to theatres as much as possible. And they're all uh, acoustically pretty well set up to be just almost studio-like, but they've got a great liveness to them. And particularly, I think some of the halls that I'm doing in June will be, they won't be so well acoustically treated and they might be, they probably could be a, a nightmare if it was yeah. using a band. Yeah. But solo acoustic, it's just you, your voice and a, you know, my foot on a box and a nice big PA. It's, uh, it's yeah, pretty Well, the only thing better special. than that, anything better than that's around the campfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah for nothing. plugged into nothing. Yeah. So, is yeah. this the first time you've ever done something like this? You know, just going out on your own with an acoustic guitar. No, not really. No, no. The whole, whole acoustic. You know, I sort of leapt into that. It was, it was the thing, to, you know, whatever yeah. to do back in. You know, I guess, I guess, unplugged. You know, or yeah, various stages of unplugged mm. started back in in the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah, you know, with uh, people as big as Nirvana or yeah, Eric Clapton doing MTV. Yeah, doing yeah. that kind, of, and you know, it's kind of unplugged. One or one or two guys might have been unplugged, but uh, <laughs> but that whole thing, sit down with the, you know, as long as somebody, someone in the band had an acoustic, you're unplugged. Uh, so uh, jumped on that that kind yep. of 
gravy train. <laughs> sort of back in about 2005, I've been doing solo acoustic. Yeah. Nice. Since since 2005. Yeah. Now the the thing is that a lot of people forget nowadays because you know we're in a world where there's the internet and and some bands that you know might have been around in the start of all of this kind of just keep going and going and going. And now you're at the point now where you can keep going as Ian Moss. But back in the day, the band only had a short kind of lifetime, like, a, like as in terms of timeline. Usually, the Beatles were only around eight years when you really think about it. And 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 Chisel kind of disbanded at about 27. You were about 27 that, at that age, were you? 73, 83. So we, we managed to uh, for that initial hit, if you will, yeah. ten years, um, yeah. 18 to yeah. 28. Yeah, 28, 28. What, what what do you do with because that you're still a young man at 28. What 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 are your immediate thoughts after that? Utter panic at first. No, <laughs> 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 there was. See, I, I don't know. You know, looking back, I don't know why. I won't care. But you know, that's ended. I'll get on with the solo career. But yeah. no, the first thing, yeah, there was that shit. What am I going to do? You know, don't don't have a trade. Yeah. You, you kind of assumed it was all over anyway. Yeah. You know, thought, oh, you're 28. You're old. You had you know bands break up. Come and go. That's it. Yeah. It's all. It's all done. I, that's how I was thinking. And it wasn't really. I mean, yeah, it would take still four years from there to become a music teacher. You go, you go through teachers' but, college. I mean, how long after that did it start to get the ball rolling again for you? Within a couple of years, you know. Yeah. I mean, it all, all all didn't make sense that I was sort of that worried because even yeah. even before uh, Colchester had done the last gig, Don Walker had sort. Of, had sided up to me and said, "Look, yeah, I'm going to keep writing, and uh, I'm, uh, you know, I re- really want to support you in particular. So, you know, you, you'll have first dibs on any anything I write. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was there from the from the get go. I mean, I know Barnes hit the, hit the ground running yeah. after that. You know, we're talking about the split up of Cultures in '83. Yeah. He he had an album out in weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's almost like his planet, wasn't it? Hey? It's almost like his planet, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, I just, I just cruised along with it um, and just started trying to getting bands together and um, and trying out these songs. They were a bit hit and miss, but they ended up being a couple of beauties in there that Don was writing. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't contributing too much myself, typically. But, uh, yeah, no, just, you know, had that thinking, oh great, you know, solo, fucking, I'll show these guys how it's really done now, you mm. know, not with my new direction. <laughs> uh, and discovered I had a fair bit of fair bit of work to do there. Yeah. In, yeah. in working, just working out what that direction was, and also discovering that, uh, you know, at the end of the ten year period with at that ten year period of cultures, everyone's starting to go get on everyone's nerves and start yeah. to think things like, oh, I can't wait to get away from these bastards yeah, and I'll yeah, do it yeah. properly. But then suddenly they're gone. It's like, oh shit, you know, yeah, you're on your own and no support network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chisel in itself, and but not just Chisel. Also, a lot of the bands of that era were kind of, um, you know, almost nationwide. People had come from all over. You look at someone like NXS, you know, a couple of boys from WA, a couple of boys from North Sydney, and they kind of find each other on the on the pub circuit. You know, a lot of the kind of band members you first hooked up with were Adelaide, but you you were Alice Springs lad. Is yeah. that how did you? Yeah. Did you go south before, yeah. or you, did, yeah. you didn't? You went straight to Adelaide from from Alice Springs. Yeah, that was that was terrifying enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the big smoke. <laughs> the big, yeah. Yeah, the big smoke of Adelaide. The big smoke of Adelaide. Yeah, but that's how you felt in a small town. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, 
So what kind of a place was Alice Springs like in the in the sixties? You know, was it basically what it is now, but less modern? I suppose so. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> did it have a casino? <laughs> uh, no, what did it, no, not 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 in the sixties. Not sure when the, the casino arrived. That must have been yeah, early seventies. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Look, in, in the sixties, oh shit, because you know that place is about thirty five thousand people now. Back then, it was probably still you know ten thousand people. Shit, at, eh? at most. Um, no TV. No, right, no, didn't they didn't have television there till. <laughs> 1972, which you know, yeah, might have been a good thing. <laughs> Just radio, you know, it was all at AB, good old ABC for yeah, yeah, for for many years. Uh, and there were lots of um, Americans out there, weren't there, in the 60s? And well, that, yeah, that, no, that started that's the Pine Gap thing. Yeah, it was yeah. like um, I, I don't really hear that term in movies, shake and bake mm. colonies or whatever, because that, that was a we went home <clears throat> second year high school. Which is whatever that is equivalent, year eight, nine, or whatever. In, yeah, in the in, in the eastern yeah. states. Um, went home on, on. This is my memory of it. School holidays, and then uh, came back to school and for third year high school, and half the class is American. Yeah, right. Army brats. Yeah, 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 I guess oh, so. Yeah, just yeah. moved there, you know, from California. You know, <laughs> yeah, just looking for gold. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I've, I've, I've heard about this happening town in the heart of Australia called Alice Springs. Uh, maybe we just move over, yeah, over there old and news. start a new life <laughs> yeah. all the way from California. Yeah, no, yeah, army brats or whatever. Yeah, sure, yeah. definitely. Uh, yeah, military. Every single family. Uh, military background. Big lesbian community out there now, actually, because of that festival they had. They all had a festival. It was a bit like uh, Nimbin. You know, they had that hippie <laughs> festival and everyone stayed in Nimbin. There was some sort of women's kind of thing that happened out there probably just after you left. And, yeah, now big, big population. Now, the number one in terms of, um, you know, per capita in Australia. In? Alice. Oh, of, there you go. Of what? Lesbians. <laughs> Lesbians per capita. Never heard that one. <laughs> Right. Now, uh, was it the ABC radio that you got your music from, or were you in the church as a kid? <laughs> uh, no, definitely not in the church. No. Not with my old man's uh, atheism and, yeah. and very pronounced anti-Catholic. <laughs> no, no, the you know, older and brother and sisters kind of might have gone to Sunday school you know, and got yeah. picked up on the back of the truck with a sideways long seats but uh, I, I was a bit disappointed at the time and never got to experience probably not going to Sunday school but actually being able to get up on this on this truck and go for a ride um, so no uh, it's just ABC radio which yeah. which uh, really played well the, the, the main thing you seem to hear there was a, there's a, like a request show called Hospital Half Hour mm-hmm. Or hospital hour, whatever it is, and that was on every morning. Um, I, you know, I don't know where the where the patients were, whether it was a hospital or just whatever people wrote in, and and you pretty much typically got that same repeat of songs. But it was either strongly, really country stuff, Hank Hank Williams, or um, songs like uh, "Little Boy Lost," you know, "Where's My Daddy?" "Where's My Daddy?" "Grab the little boy." Stuff like that, or they say don't go on over the mountain. Chucking some Slim yeah. Dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had that side of a cupboard. But the other side of that was, um, there was always a lot of R&B, sort of, as in Ray Charles and Sam yeah. Cooke, 
So you're getting a good dose of soul music. So it's those those two genres. That's a mainly. good kind of combo, really, for for what you ended up doing down there in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. How did you? Yeah. What was it? Was that a you bought your ticket on the bus and is that is that how it went down? Was it one of those kind of stories? Um, it was going. Yeah, no, it was it was great. You know, kicking kicking and screaming. Uh, I had an <laughs> old, older and older brother and sister that uh, my mother had insisted they because and Alice. It would, in fact, another thing that happened in 1972. That was the first year you had. Uh, year six, or yeah. what they call matriculation, that you could actually yeah, complete. Yeah. You had to actually, up until that point, to finish high school, you had you had to go somewhere. Yeah, right. Head, oh, to, yeah. head south. Um, so, my older brother had been punted off to Brisbane Grammar at uh, after one year of high school. My sister had gone to Adelaide, and she was she was four years older than me, and she was into the arts, and she, I think she was yeah, destined to go to teachers college. But she, I, I was. She's scared of leaving town, leaving all my mates that I've known since I was that high. Um, but she was the one that said, "No, you got you." Know, there must be, obviously there's a certain amount of drive from me, but she's the one that said, "You got to get out of there and come down to Adelaide." There's a great music scene. There's British migrants sort of arriving here, and there's great, a really advanced music scene. Um, Ten pound palms. Where'd you land, Elizabeth? Uh, not quite. No, <laughs> no, not with the stories that. Uh, <laughs> Not Snowtown. <laughs> no, no, Snow, Snowtown might have been safer. <laughs> Judging by the yeah, no, it's it a bit of a rough joint. Uh, if you uh, Elizabeth with the, the British migrants coming from yeah, and then you kind of kind of did all that, and then as as we as we were speaking about before, you found yourself solo. Ten years on the road with those guys, you found yourself solo. What did what would you at that point of your career describe your sound as? Oh, I, don't, uh, I don't know, blues rock guitar player trying to be a uh, white soul mm-hmm. singer. Yeah. Little white soul. Mm. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. What was the scene like in Adelaide when you were coming up? I mean, it's been one of the great um, great incubators of Australian music really down there in Adelaide. I mean, from yeah. the, early, the early days, you're obviously coming out of the pub rock scene, then what it is now it's kind of the the, the the beating heart of the Australian hip hop industry down there in Adelaide what is it about Adelaide that makes it you know so good for music to grow yeah I, I, I don't know I, I, I still I still wonder how, what, what the Adelaide music scene might have been like without that influx of uh, you know that instant you know yeah shake and bake <laughs> suburb of, of Elizabeth and all, all yeah. the uh, all the pommies all the pommies have, have brought in music, whether it be you know John Swan and Barnes yeah. or, or Glenn Shorrock and probably a whole whole host of others. But I don't know. It, it just just had a strong propensity for the arts. Way yeah. back, may, maybe even uh, premiers like Dunstan, you know, Don Dunstan, Don Dunstan, sort of yeah. allowing and pushing and encouraging that side of things to yeah. to to flourish. Yeah, there's all sorts of reasons, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Now you've been touring a lot, even even um, since the band. You've been touring. How, how many years has this been? Like you didn't take any big sabbaticals, did you? No, not really. Um, look, you know, just going back to that when the cultures were first split up in '83, that yeah. seemed to you know, go for a little bit of a freak out there for a while. Yeah. But it's probably back into it for a year yeah. after a year. No, uh, no, never really stopped. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
And then, yeah, then the old cultures will kept deciding it would get back together and do something, and then yeah. then have a big fight and split up again. And so, <laughs> so what was that conversation like? I, I guess what you came out together in ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, who was the one who picked up the phone and was like, "Let's try and get something going again." I'm I'm not really sure if, uh, if it instigated one person. I, all I, all I, all I can recall is it might have been as early as eighty eight. Yeah, that remember just uh, you know didn't talk a lot to Jim privately. Yeah, but I must have been talking to him about something, and he, he said the end off his phone call was something like, "Anytime you want to get the band to back together, I'm keen as hell." And it's kind of like almost one of those. I sort of realised what he said after we hung hung up, and I, and yeah. I was fucking just quite quite shocked, blown away because yeah. uh, if anyone seemed dead keen to get away from the whole thing, yeah, yeah. more than the rest of us. When we did split up in '83, I, I thought it was Jim. So uh, that's yeah, that's all I can say about that. Yeah. Uh, who instigated yeah. to get together? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the current management, Rod Willis. Maybe maybe everyone was just slowly dropping hints like that, like yeah. Like, yeah. like Jim did, and, and somebody sort of want let's let's do it. And, yeah. You know, plus, you know, the the, ba- the band's popularity kept kept going, kept climbing. Yeah. That was the other thing at the end of 83. I thought it would be just like any other band. Two years later, you sort of completely forgotten about. But radio kept playing the songs and and kept playing the songs. We kept releasing best yeah. ofs and fucking... Well, uh, I suppose there was no one really who was going to come in and, and to fill the void in the music scene that Chisel left, really, when they broke up. I mean, like it wasn't like there was another band that was ready to slip in there. I mean, it's a pretty nah. unique sound that Chisel had that a lot of other bands might have tried to emulate at some point but didn't really and, succeed. And such a wide well, following too. Yeah, well, uh, and plus some, you know, just, well, some songs built to last. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, something, something uh, Don Walker oh, there's was... Still, there's, still, there's still kids coming out to Chisel songs at like the undercard boxing matches and stuff, you know, 20-year-old band and whites, they can't, they can't go past Chisel as the entry song. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, and right. and also all the twenty first and the weddings and the everything—they are built to last. You're right in that regard. Yeah. Uh, the, the the interesting thing I thought is, you know, most people go home to their hometown at Christmas and they get to see all their annoying mates. Um, yeah. Right. But you guys, the tide rose. So not only is it you know reunions and catch ups and birthdays, but it's also industry events. All these blokes you've known since you're a kid. You you all still get on. As in the, the, the chisel lads? Yeah, the whole crew. Oh, okay. Yeah, look, I don't know what's uh, everyone just maintains a. Pro- no, we're, no, we're going you know, to fine. Um, probably better now than, than ever, I think. Yeah. Everyone's settled down. But, you know, we, we've gone through that thing where everyone's, you know, it's a. You're not living on top of each other anymore. No, no. That, 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 that might change things if we Yeah, yeah. and everyone suppose it's a bit easier when you're not living hand to mouth anymore, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know. Hangover to hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you know, you, you, you haven't got the bank that's breathing down your neck every yeah. five minutes asking you where the fucking mortgage payments are. You know. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's makes it a bit easier. That definitely makes it a bit easier. Yeah, no, no. When we that, this, all I can say is uh, these these reunions. We when we do get together, there's there's an excitement there. Yeah, you know, I can yeah. understand this, and uh, you know that's that. Other times, not the only other time, uh, Jim's expressed. 
that 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 sentiment uh, of how, how much he still loves it. It, it, it wouldn't be more than happy if it was an ongoing thing. Yeah. I mean, so he says, but if it actually happened, I don't know. But that's that's the main thing. We get we uh, do these tours and and uh, when they come back together, they they you know there's a, there's a great bunch of songs there waiting to be played for a start. You never get sick of playing them, so that that helps. But we get into a room. There's 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 a real useful, palpable kind of ex- excitement. <laughs> Did you guys pass the guitar around? <laughs> around the dinner table? <laughs> <laughs> or are you just about sick of doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's might, yeah, probably give that one a miss. <laughs> yeah. um, now, you're doing a lot in Western Queensland uh, over the next year. Um, you've got the Big Red Bash. Yeah. Uh, in Birdsville, you've been out to Birdsville before? I did, I've done the Big Red Bash once before, back yeah, in right. 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a um, pretty special place. Yeah, it's, it um, it's just down the road from Batuta. And it's, uh, uh, well, it's, it's going to be great this year, too, because obviously a lot a lot was postponed over 2020. Yep. Um, yeah. And everyone, everyone, everyone's got that on their bucket list, I guess, pretty much, particularly people in rural areas. They just want to get out there. Big Red Bash, they want to see the Brophy tent, they want to see, and, and the bands that come out and play. Uh, you've also got Paul Kelly and friends in Durham Bandy. We thought we'd plug this one. Danny Sheen, the organizer out there, he's uh, he's uh, he's been talking to us. We might be heading out there too, actually, to see yeah. um, to see this. Yeah. Um, how do you uh, how, how do you like going in these in these towns that are you know a bit bit, bit smaller than Adelaide? Would you believe? Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> um, I, I love it. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd 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 be happy just doing small towns all all mm-hmm. the time. <laughs> That's yeah. part part of part of the thing I'm I'm doing this this matchbook thirty mm-hmm. two three <laughs> uh, tour is it's regional mm-hmm. um, it's just just a thing uh, I you know just coming from Alice Springs I, I I still still miss the place I still miss country towns and I kind of and still uh, after all you know I've spent more than two thirds of my life in Sydney uh, and. Love it out out of all the cities, but there's uh, still there's still part of me that goes. You know, I'm a, I'm a country lad. I belong yeah. in a country town. Yeah. So I get a, I get a fix of that whenever I do go out and do play in these places, and I actually feel it, it translates into feeling a lot more relaxed and yeah. possibly even being a, a better player and better performer. Because the, especially with a gig like this, with just you and the guitar in the in, in the in the in the country town recital hall. Looking at yeah. some of the, the, the some of the spots you're visiting here, I mean, uh, Byron Bay would be. I mean, you got Byron Bay, Melbourne, and Brisbane, uh, and Sydney. Uh, all the rest are. I mean, the next biggest town after that's Wagga, and then and then it's down to you know, I mean, obviously as we said before, Deer and Bandy, Lismore, Broome, down to the Mallee there in in Mildura. Yep, fine part of the world that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, 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 Everyone the, always laughs when I hit. say that. Eh? <laughs> the Batuta of Victoria, Mildura. Yeah. Um, what's uh, this one? Lovely down there. Where? Bacolbin. Bacolbin. It's in the Hunter. March 27, Sunset Sounds. Ian Moss will be in Bacolbin in the Hunter. Yep, you've got a whole swagger date scene coming up. And, oh, uh, Bloomfest. Yeah. Yep. April 1. Uh, April 7 there. Uh, this is in Swan Hill. And, and this is kind of... This is the Matchbook 30. 
Um, yeah, April four, um, eight forty-five p.m. Folks, for, that for that's Byron Bay Blues Festival. Yep. That's with a band. That's that's my five yep. okay. five-piece band. That, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, then Swan Hill, yep. and Mildura, and Broken Hill. Yeah. The Hill, Mario's the Hill. Palace. Yeah, there <laughs> at the Civic there in Broken Hill is a fine place to do a show there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Musicians Club, I don't mind that joint either. Uh, but yeah, you, you've got a lot on, and you've got uh, at least two gigs in driving distance within driving distance of us in Batuta. So we're very excited. We've got Big Red Bash on July sixth, and of course we've got Paul Kelly and friends and Deer and Bandy on a ju- July eleven. Thank you for joining us, Ian. We're um, we're looking forward to this. This um, I'm not sure what the venue is in Deer and Bandy. It might be an old recital hall just yet. Um. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be the yeah. same as it was uh, last year. Which might, might have been a couple of ex, ex shearing sheds or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as the backdrop, but it was an outdoor thing. Uh, oh well. But well, uh, nice and cool at that time of year. But um, yeah, enough lights on you and well and movement. Yeah. I guess we'll catch you there for a glass of white wine then. Glass of white wine. Glass Chris, of white Chris wine. White with ice. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be uh, Casey Chambers will be coming out there, and of course Paul Kelly will as well. He's got family in town, so yeah, yeah look forward to it. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Ian.